Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Pink and YouTube channel. Connor Southwell here today to talk about Emi Buendia and obviously that miraculous thing that happened last Sunday in his involvement in the Argentina national squad, which for Norwich City players is quite a, a rare situation to be in, I suppose, playing alongside Messi and various others. Argentina are revered, aren't they, all across the world for, for their standing in, in world football. They now have a Norwich City player in their ranks. And joining me to speak about it is Mr. Roy Nema. Uh, he's an Argentina national team reporter. Um, Roy, thank you so much for, for joining us. First and foremost, talk to me a little bit about what the reaction's been like in Argentina to, to Buendia's um, inclusion. Because obviously he's a second division player, had a very good season. But is he someone that maybe casual Argentina football fans are aware of? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, and uh, to answer, it's the reaction's been uh, actually quite a positive one. Uh, there's been a couple of people clamoring for his inclusion in the national team for a while. So he has picked up some momentum within the media uh, the past couple of months, or at least this past season after what has to be said, it was a stellar season for Norwich uh, in the championship. And uh, he wouldn't be the first one, actually, to... Or, and he wouldn't be, sorry, the first uh, championship or, or second division player, so to speak, to be called up to the Argentina national team. Uh, there have been others in the past. Uh, obviously, none too, too recently. It's been maybe about 10 years or so. Uh, but uh, there's definitely a spot for him in the team um, because he's such a, a versatile player. You know, he could, he could really help when, when attacking and can also help defensively a little bit. And with the injuries going on with the Argentina national team, there's definitely, definitely a spot for him uh, for him there. Mm, absolutely. In, in terms of, obviously, him him coming in, um, you see the names that he, he plays with, certainly for English fans. I think it's very exciting. Lionel Messi, Aguero. We, we could list probably most members of the squad. Um, one name that, that wasn't in there was, was Paolo Dybala. The suggestion over here is that Buendia has been preferred to Dybala. How do you kind of see that? situation as uh, obviously someone closer to the Argentina national team than me, for example. Right. Uh, Divala's exclusion is certainly somewhat surprising, especially considering that he has been, you know, for the most part, consistently called up to the Argentina national team under current coach uh, Lionel Scaloni. And Scaloni actually spoke about this two days ago. He said uh, the reason why Divala has not been included is the fact that he hasn't been doing too well this season for Juventus, obviously because of injuries, and the fact that Juventus as a whole haven't been doing too well. So that was the reason why he was not uh, included into the into the squad. And honestly, if, if you look at or if you compare both players, Buendia and Divala, their performances this season are night and day. It's completely different. Uh, Buendia obviously voted the best player in the championship this season. Uh, Divala has been struggling for minutes, hasn't necessarily even been starting for uh, for Juventus. Obviously, he's battled with COVID earlier in the season as well, didn't help, and then injuries throughout the season. So the, the fact that Buendia has been preferred uh, over Divala. In a way, yes, it is surprising because when you look at you know the name itself, Uf Dybala, and you would think he'd be included. But if we're talking strictly on merit, no, absolutely, Buendia definitely, definitely deserves to be included in the Argentina team. How do you see him being used in in the upcoming World Cup qualifiers? Do, do you see him having a, a starting place in the team? Do you see sort of um, the the coach being a bit more perhaps patient with him? How, how do you see it playing out for for Emi across the, the the two World Cup qualifiers that are coming up next month? I think he'll definitely be used, uh, although very likely as a substitute. Uh, Scaloni tends to have his midfield, you know, his, his base of midfield, which for the most part has been the likes of Rodrigo de Paul, uh, Leandro Paredes, and then usually a third one, probably Gio Lo Celso, uh, to, to partner them in midfield. Although 
Scaloni has been known to, to change things around, specifically in qualifiers. Uh, so, you know, you can't be too, too sure, but that, that has been the base for the most part. And regarding Buendia, I'll be surprised if he doesn't get any minutes. Uh, Argentina has been hit with a couple of injuries uh, to some key players, absolutely, um, up front and the back as well. So I could definitely see Buendia getting some minutes, maybe not necessarily as a starter, probably not, but at least in the second game, uh, maybe even the first, I could see him coming off the bench and hopefully, hopefully having a positive impact and then, you know, finding his way in, in, into the Argentine team and becoming a regular. You mentioned versatility maybe being one of his, his, his the reasons for his inclusion. Where, where do you kind of see him being slotted into this Argentina squad? And, and given you, you think he's going to start as a substitute, who do you maybe see as his sort of main competitors to maybe forge his way um, into getting a place in the starting lineup? Well, it's difficult to tell because, like you said, or like we said, he is very versatile. Um, the likes of possibly Rodrigo De Paul in midfield, because De Paul is really, you know, uh, kind of more of a box-to-box player who does help out a lot defensively and, and a lot on the wing, specifically for Argentina. And as a right-sided midfielder, you know, Buendia, um, I could definitely see him filling that role and, and helping, uh, you know, in the front and the back. Although, although this might be kind of surprising, but... The last World Cup qualifier for Argentina was actually away to Bolivia in La Paz, a match that they won. And they had the likes of Nicolas Gonzalez of Stuttgart, who's a, a winger, kind of a, a striker winger. Um, and he was playing as left wing back. So you can never really know. Uh, but absolutely for Buendia, I could definitely see him more obviously on the wing utilized. But he would have to be very, very sharp when it comes defensively. So it would either be Rodrigo de Paul or the likes of Lucas uh, Lucas Campos of Sevilla, who is uh, a right winger as well. So those are the two main competitors I would see for Buendia, De Paul of Udinese and Ocampos of Sevilla. You, you mentioned him compared to, to Zaybala a little bit earlier on. Is it this season that, that you think has really stood out for the coach? I know that um, he, he said that he's been watching him maybe even in last season, where his numbers in the Premier League were very good, albeit in a very poor Norwich City side. So what do you think has finally sort of pushed um, Scaloni to, to put him in the starting lineup rather than, than maybe leave him out. What is the reason, do you feel, that this time he has been included compared to other squads? I think he knows Scaloni now has, a, a like I said, he has a base of a squad and regarding the injuries as well and the likes of, I mean, not being able to count on Dybala due to injuries or, or any other circumstances, that is a big deal, right? And I think now he's, Buendia has shown, although in my opinion, he's shown it prior, He's shown it beforehand, but the fact that he has done so, so well in the championship and he is proven in the Premier League and because of the fact as well that he has been linked with other clubs as well, right? Arsenal, Aston Villa, among others. Uh, and I think Scaloni has kind of taken note of that. And I think he knows that Buendia is versatile and he needs that versatility in qualifiers or later on in the Copa America or even in the World Cup, hopefully, that, you know, it's better to include him now rather than wait until it's potentially too late to kind of include him, let's say, in a World Cup in a year's time. Uh, and obviously his his numbers speak for themselves. You know, Buendia, it's, he's difficult to ignore at this point when you have a player, no matter the division, right? And, and the championship in England is arguably better than many of the other first divisions in, in other countries, so to speak. So being in the championship and being named best player of the championship, that has merit to it. And when you're playing that well and you are that versatile and you have that mentality that Buendia has, it's difficult to ignore. Eventually, it just becomes very, very difficult to say, well, I don't need him on the team. It's the opposite. Argentina need a player like Buendia on the squad. You mentioned the, the Copa America that's obviously taking place this summer. What do you think his sort of chances are of, of making the squad for that? I guess this is probably a positive step, the fact he's been included in, in this squad ahead of a couple of World Cup qualifiers. 
for sure. I don't know if he'll be included in Copa America. He was not, his name was not included in the preliminary list of 50 players for the Copa America. Uh, although because of COVID and, and they are changing some, some rules and regulations around regarding COVID and injuries. So he might actually end up being included. Uh, I think a lot of it depends on how well he does in these two qualifiers or how well he does in, in, in training and, you know, how Scaloni thinks he could probably utilize him for that Copa America if he does end up selecting him. But what's playing against Buendia is the fact that the qualifiers are played around roughly four days to one week prior to the start of the Copa America. So that might be a little bit tight in terms of a deadline to get Buendia included in the squad. Uh, although with the regulations and the laws constantly changing, he might be able to, to get included. And if he does perform well, I see no reason not to. It's, it's interesting what you what you said across this chat about Saloni maybe uh, being difficult to ignore. Do you, do you feel like that his inclusion in the squad at this point is just a chance for maybe Scaloni and, and the rest of Argentina's sort of coaching staff to get a better look at him at, at this stage ahead of, like you said there, the Copa America, the, the World Cup, things on the horizon where Wendia probably won't be at Norwich anymore, let's let's be honest, but maybe playing for, for a top team elsewhere and, and, and later down the line might have even a, a bigger role to play in, in, in the national team. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if you look at it uh, under Scaloni's reign, so Scaloni took over as Argentina coach uh, immediately following the 2018 World Cup, so three years ago, three and a half years ago now. And Buendia is the first player from the championship, from the second division, to be called up to the squad. Now, he, according to Scaloni, him and his, his staff travel all across Europe and they watch the matches and they watch the players and everything. And, you know, because Buendia has done so well, this is probably the best time for him to say, well, you know what? He's doing well. He he is on form. He's and he is performing. Why not include him in the team and and see how well he does? That way we we have him in front of us. We see how what he could do in training. We see what he could do during the matches if he plays and if he performs well. Why not include him later on in in the qualifiers? Because the World Cup qualifiers in South America have gotten postponed so many times that we're getting, if I'm not mistaken, six or even eight World Cup qualifying matches. Uh, September, October, November. Uh, we're getting six to eight qualifying matches in those three months and he's going to need those players and you have to rely on players that you know and including Buendia now is is probably the best time to do it rather than waiting until the next batch of qualifiers in, in September to include him. In terms of, of the fans then we've obviously seen in recent days some quotes from Emi Buendia talking about his pride. I mean, I spoke to him before Christmas and very much the dream is to play for Argentina. The dream is to play for Argentina. He's always kind of said that line throughout his, his time at Norwich City. Is is it nice for, for the fans to have a, a player with... Uh, look, everyone's passionate about playing for their country, isn't it? But is someone that's so vocal about, about that fact and someone who has spoken about it, the dream. We've obviously had the story about the exchange with Messi, didn't we, while he was playing for, for Hatafe. All of these probably nice things that warm the fans to him a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. Argentina is a very passionate football country, obviously. Um, same as, let's say, England, for example, or, or Germany and whatnot. And you always want to have that player that not only wants to play, but he shows the desire of, you know, wanting to play. And Buendia, at one point, maybe it wasn't the case because he did represent Spain at youth level. And then obviously there was the, the famous interview, which you just mentioned, or the, the famous exchange with Messi, where Messi asked him, you know, are you going to play for Argentina or not? And he, later on, he did. He represented Argentina at the Under-20 World Cup uh, six years ago in 2015. Uh, the team itself didn't perform very well, but still, um, he's always shown that desire to, to want to play. And 
the 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 one thing you could always ask of a player, no matter how well he plays or how poorly he performs or whatnot during a match, the most you could ever ask for a player is at least show the desire, show the hunger to play. I know personally, I would rather have someone maybe not as talented as, let's say, Messi, constantly give us all and give 200% on the pitch than have someone that is extremely talented but show zero desire on the pitch. And I think not just myself, in, in general, I feel like that would be the you know the, the the feeling of a fan is you want that player whether it's for your country for the national team or for a club to show that desire of wanting to play and Buendia has started winning some fans over before even playing for the Argentina national team well, well that was going to be my next question in terms of how much have sort of fans seen of him because obviously he, he left Argentina at a young age didn't he to go and join Real Madrid then obviously went to, to Tafe had that loan at Cultural Leonesa which obviously then led him to Norwich so not really someone who's played in, in Argentina in his professional life um, even perhaps lived in, in Argentina in his professional life so how, how much will fans be aware of him or, or does the fact he's played in the Premier League make him kind of a name that they'll recognise because obviously we know sort of the significance of the Premier League to these players. You play in the Premier League, suddenly you're you're, you're known globally, aren't you? So where are fans kind of at in terms of him? Is, is he still a bit of a surprise package or is there perhaps a little bit of expectation about what he can do now? There, There is some there is some expectation. And uh, because as of last, if I'm not mistaken, it was last year or the year before, um, in Argentina, they started airing championship matches. Uh, and that was mostly, unfortunately, not because of Buendia, but because of Marcelo Bielsa with Leeds. Uh, they started airing the matches so and obviously you know when you start airing matches and you see an argentine an argentine especially someone as talented as buendia you take notice and you know your name starts to circulate around in the media and obviously now as you mentioned playing in the premier league and and all that so there is some i won't say hype or expectations but people are beginning to be aware of what buendia can do and how versatile he can be and especially now you know with youtube and, and social media and everything uh however i don't think many fans and i'm being honest i don't think many fans outside of the championship or possibly primarily as a whole are really aware of Wendy's talents just because a lot of people tend to think well you know it's champion it's championship or he hasn't played too too long in uh, in the premier league he had that one or two seasons where norwich were, were promoted so there is that talk about him but i don't think people are fully aware of what he can he can do on a pitch is that the same in terms of media in, in Argentina from, from your experience or, or are they viewing it slightly differently maybe? No, he's been getting a lot of interviews. He's been getting a lot of uh, publicity these days, especially since his call-up. Uh, his name made headlines. His name was definitely the one that, I won't say stole the show, but kind of stole the headlines and made the headlines in Argentina when the list was announced. The fact that, that Emiliano Buendia has been uh, selected for the Argentina national team. There have been other names that have received their first call-up as well, the likes of Christian Romero of Atalanta and, and stuff, but he's the one that's that's popped out in the media recently. And uh, he's they've been talking about him for the past week. When, since the list came out, they've been uh, they've been definitely talking about him. And it's interest is growing. Interest is growing. In a in an interview the the other day, which um, uh, and I, I saw that the you wrote up as well from I think it was a, a radio appearance, wasn't it? Um, he, he mentioned being a, a River Plate fan just before we get onto his future. Nice sort of light-hearted one, uh, and he mentioned Raquel May being his um, being his hero, and he's obviously a, a Boca Juniors legend, isn't he? That seems like <laughs> for you you may not be aware of the Norwich Ipswich rivalry, but that seems like a Norwich fan maybe saying that a, a, an Ipswich player is is their 
kind of hero. It seems a little bit strange to me. Maybe you can offer some some insight into that. It's 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 blasphemy, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. very blasphemous. <laughs> um, no, Riquelme is one of those players. Riquelme and uh, and Pablo Aymar, for example, of River Plate. Right, those are the two players that kind of defined in Argentine. I won't say generation, but the, the midfield mold uh, in the '90s and 2000s, and they're two of the most respected uh, Argentine players, and you can't necessarily hate on them. I, I know a lot of River Plate fans, absolute diehard fans, that respect Raquel May and obviously acknowledge his talent and vice versa. I know a lot of Boca Juniors fans that acknowledge Aymar and love Aymar um, because of he's one of those players that you just can't hate, right? And same thing for, for Raquel May. So the fact that he mentioned Riquelme, although he's a River Plate fan, is not totally surprising, although some Boca fans definitely had had some fun with that. Yeah, I bet they did. And, and just finally, before we talk about, obviously, those links with Arsenal that we've seen in, in the last day or two, um, he, he's actually, I don't, you may or may not be aware of this, he's actually taken some Norwich players to Argentina, I think, to watch a, a River Plate goal, a, a game rather. I think it was... Um, Tim Krul, I think there's a few others as well that um, I've, I've forgotten, but it, ju it just goes to show maybe he's, he's introducing a, a few of his colleagues to Argentinian football, which I suppose is is nice. I was not I was not aware about that. That's actually very interesting. I'll uh, I'll have to look it up after this, but that's that's cool. That's cool. I know a lot of uh, I'll say South Americans in general though, but uh, Argentines or South Americans tend to have that influence in the locker room just because I feel like you know if you're not from South America, you're kind of interested. Well. Who are these big name players like oh Maradona and Messi and all these names and I I guess they want to know more about the South American game so that that is very interesting. He he is said to have and, and Daniel Farker has, has spoke about this a little bit uh, as well and he's obviously I think got two red cards this season one in the Premier League as well. Uh, they describe it as this South American temperament here in in England that, that he has. Is that is that something that that you see in him? Is that a, a positive? I mean he's kind of curbed it a little bit this year I think he's probably improved it slightly and, and the two red cards were probably quite harsh but is that something that that you see in in Emi Buendia? Yeah, he is tenacious he, he's absolutely tenacious he has that I won't say that temperament but he has that that that, that desire right that that desire to, to always give his all and everything and I know sometimes in the media and in, in Europe or let's say England like you said all the South American temperament but you need that right if we're going to stick with that you know, with that word, but you, you need that, especially when playing in South America, because it is a difficult game. It's a very, very physical game. Uh, I'm not sure how many, you know, in Europe are aware of it, but it's, there are tackles that happen in South America that are barely given as a yellow card that would be considered a red anywhere else in the world. And, and you need that mentality of, you know, never backing down and constantly going into a challenge. So for me personally, it's quite the opposite. I, I like having someone like that on the team. Yeah, me too. Particularly with VAR, in terms of what you're saying with tackles, right? Yeah, not great. Um, anyway, let's um, let's move on to to Wendy's future. As, as I mentioned, some links with Arsenal, Villa as as well. Premier League clubs. We've also seen Atleti Madrid um, uh, rumored as well to to be interested. In in terms of of him and and his current career, where do you feel he is? Do you feel he is? maybe still of an age of his career where he needs a season in the Premier League with Norwich to prove it? Or do you feel he is ready to maybe take that next step to a um, to a club like Arsenal who, OK, maybe not this season in terms of European aspirations, but probably have a, a higher probability of European football than Norwich, if I'm being diplomatic. I mean, <laughs> is, that, is that the next step for him in terms of proving it now at a, a next level Premier League club or obviously Spanish club as well, I suppose? 
I would I would not necessarily have a problem with him spending another season with with Norwich uh, just because of the simple fact that he'll be playing in the Premier League. Um, and then after this season, see how it goes. I would rather have him play for a team and consistently get minutes, no matter the team, than to go to, let's say, a quote-unquote bigger team and just be a substitute. That's me personally speaking. Uh, whether he's ready for the jump or not, I think he absolutely is ready for the jump. He's at an age where he's in his mid-20s now. He's close to entering his peak. He still has a lot to learn and develop. Don't get me wrong, absolutely. Uh, that's why I'm saying maybe another year. Let's say with Norwich, uh, I would have no problem with that. And then going on from there, seeing how it goes. But I definitely think he he has the talent and the mentality, which is very important, to succeed at let's say a club with the European aspirations. Mm, absolutely. And, and in terms of what this Argentina call-up will do for him, do you think it will make more people across Europe in terms of those bigger clubs more likely to to maybe try and, and, and sign him, I guess, this summer? Because it's a difficult market with the way COVID and, and how that's impacted clubs. But obviously Argentina has a reputation. You play for Argentina, that's elite level, isn't it? Do you think it will perhaps tempt some of those clubs that have just been watching him maybe from afar to actively perhaps lodge a bid for for his services this summer? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, this is absolutely not the case with, with Buendia, but it's uh, it's kind of a tactic uh, that has been used, at least in Argentina, but in South America, really, um, with agents. Uh, agents whose players are kind of just on the brink of making that jump, let's say, to a bigger club, and then they'll have them called up to, to a national team. Uh, something maybe you might not be aware of, uh, but Javier Pastore. Uh, in 2010 in the World Cup, he was actually called up by Diego Maradona for the World Cup. And then it kind of became known that, well, part of the reason why Pastore was called up was not necessarily for his talents, even though he is talented and deserved the call up. It had more to do with his agent trying to get into a bigger club. Uh, so that is a tactic that is something that is used, uh, although with, with Wendy, it's absolutely a, a fully well-deserved call-up. And I, I think so. I absolutely think so. I think scouts will be watching uh, the Copa America, not necessarily, not necessarily just for Argentina, but you know the talent and the talent pool in general to see who they can get. And and maybe for the likes of Arsenal, Aston Villa or whatnot, it's to get a better idea of how he is and maybe how he could mesh with players of, and I don't mean any disrespect to, to Norwich, well, but yeah. of, of a higher caliber, I suppose. That, that's that's the word, just in general, to see how, how he would do with them. And in high-pressure situations as well, because the Copa America is set to be played in Argentina. So there is going to be some pressure on him and the rest of the team. There have been some Norwich fans who may be quite optimistically looking at it and saying, well, an Argentina call-up maybe shows that he doesn't necessarily need to move to a bigger club to achieve that aspiration of actually playing for his country. What's your your kind of take on that? Where do you think Emi Buendia is personally? Because I think every interview he's kind of done, he's kind of expressed his his happiness at Norwich, isn't he? It doesn't feel like a man who's eagerly knocking on the door to, to leave the club, but equally, as you will know, a, a very ambitious player. Absolutely. And I think if he's happy with the club, he'll he'll stay. Obviously, ambitions is one thing and emotion is another. But the fact that he has expressed how happy he is with the club uh, shows that he's going to continue this this form because he's not someone that has come out and said, well, you know, I like Norwich, but I potentially want to go to another club. And, and the fact that he is with Norwich and he is performing well, and now he's in the Premier League once more. If you really think of it logically, there's no real reason for him to leave, at least just yet, because he was voted MVP of the championship. He's now in the Premier League. You're with a club and a city and a team where you're appreciated and you feel comfortable. Why would you leave just yet? You know, you've done more than enough to 
to warrant a call up to the Argentina national team. You've gotten that, and now you're about to play with the national team. Why potentially throw that away to join a club where you might not be a certain starter, where you might end up being on the bench, or who knows what happens, right? When players get transferred, anything tends to happen. So look, if, if he's doing well with Norwich and he continues to perform the way he performs, especially in the Premier League, there's no reason for him to, to move if his Argentina spot is secured. As we record, and I, and I say that because things, that particularly in, in the world of transfers, can move very quickly and sometimes very slowly. But Arsenal seem to be, at the moment, front of the queue, if you want to use that expression. They seem to be, obviously, we've had reports from, from England saying that, that they're, they've identified him as their top target to obviously replace Martin Odegaard, who looks set to, to go back to Real Madrid. In, in your view, would that be a, a good move for him at this stage? I mean, it's, it's difficult, isn't it, because of the state that Arsenal are in. But in terms of that size of club, I guess that's kind of two different perspectives, isn't it? But the playing side and also the reputational side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Arsenal are not really doing too well, as you you know, as you mentioned. Uh, in terms of a name, any player joining Arsenal, Arsenal are still a big club. Um, probably not in the Champions League this season or next season, sorry, and, and Europa League as well. But personally speaking, I would rather see him stay with Norwich than join Arsenal because Arsenal is more, I'll say, I won't say dysfunctional, but they definitely have their problems off the pitch, right? Every team has problems on the pitch, and that's normal. But Arsenal's problems are both off the pitch and on the pitch. You know, the fans are clearly not happy with the owners. Uh, Arteta is not doing too well with the team. Players are underperforming. So if I'm Buendia, I'm thinking, well, I'm in a very, very good spot right now with Norwich. Why would I throw that away to join a team where, at this point, yes, he'll likely be a starter with Arsenal. But why join a team like that? when I know they're not doing too well and things are not going well. And it's not like Arsenal are knocking on the Champions League door and they're contenders. So there's really no reason for him to leave Norwich and join, let's say, a club like Arsenal, at least at the moment. If theoretically, um, if money, if you could, I, I guess, pick Emi Buendia up and put him into into any club at the moment, is there one that you look at? And think, oh, that would be perfect for for Emi Buendia. I guess the one that's maybe been mentioned from that perspective is Atletico Madrid. Obviously, Diego Simone, the the man in charge. How Buendia is off the ball as well as as you said, so tenacious. That could be a a quite natural fit. What would you think? Is there one side that you look at maybe as saying that's perfect for him? Absolutely, Atletico Madrid. Uh, the way Simeone gets the best of his players, the way Simeone sets up his team, the the work rate. The, you you absolutely have to be a workhorse to play under Diego Simeone, and Buendia has it. Buendia necessarily like, fully has it, and I think he would do very very well with Atletico. I think he would excel. I think Simeone would get the best of him, uh, and he's still young, so he still has a lot to learn. Uh, they would be my number one pick, just for the fact that I know he would very likely get minutes with Atletico. Um, again, I'd rather see him go to... I'm not, I'm not saying Atletico are a small team. They're on the brink of winning La Liga once more. But I'd rather see him go to Atletico than go to, to Barcelona or to Real Madrid or to Bayern Munich or any other team and just stay on the bench and you know just kind of be like, well, I play for this, for, for this club when you're a substitute that gets five minutes or ten minutes per match. Uh, so, no, absolutely, I think Atletico would be a perfect, perfect fit for, uh, for Buendia. In in terms of his his national team future, do you see him potentially in, in the coming years? I know you've mentioned obviously the Copa America is very short term, but the World Cup in the future, do you see him getting to himself to a stage where he's a regular in the side for the the World Cup in in twenty twenty two? Is that something you see as fairly achievable for for Emi Buendia? 
It is achievable. Uh, and the reason being is because under Lionel Scaloni, the coach, many, many young players are getting a lot of chances. And when one player is performing well, let's say for a match or two, he's becoming a regular. So the likes of Lucas Acampos, he's gotten, he played one match, did very well, and he found himself as a starter. He found himself as a starter for Argentina uh, versus Brazil. And this was immediately following the Copa America in 2019. So one match later, he was a starter. Uh, the likes of Lucas Alario, Bayer Leverkusen, who's out injured right now, but he played, he scored. Next match, he was, he was playing once more. And that's the one good thing, uh, or one good thing, sorry, rather, uh, about the current coach Scaloni is he gives opportunities to players that maybe wouldn't necessarily get opportunities under a different coach, so to speak. And when Dia has competition, absolutely, but because he's so versatile, that plays to his advantage. Uh, his direct, direct competition right now, let's say on the right side midfield or on the right wing, would be either uh, Rodrigo De Paul in midfield or Lucas Acampos, who's, that's, who's a right winger. And Ocampos this season has been up and down, hit or miss. So when Dia gets a chance and he performs well, I would absolutely not be shocked by any means to see him start the next match right after ahead of Lucas Ocampos. Just finally, I know Trans won't forgive me if I don't ask you about Lionel Messi. I mean, the prospect <laughs> of, of Buendia playing with, with Messi, that, that must be quite a nice one, I, I would imagine. It's a lovely one for Norwich fans, I can tell you that. Absolutely. I could definitely see the, the memes and the jokes of, of Lionel Messi and, and Buendia together and on those comments of here we see the best player in the world alongside Lionel Messi. Uh, <laughs> it's, look, I, I'm a fan and, and just by watching Messi, you know, it brings me joy. I could only imagine someone like Buendia or, or a player in general just not only sharing a pitch but playing alongside Messi, what it means to them. And you learn how much you learn because players I mentioned in the past, uh, you know, the younger players or the newer players who don't necessarily have too much experience with the Argentina national team, they've mentioned like, well, you know, we see Messi and we train with Messi and he's just like anyone else. And he, you know, he treated me very well. And he came up to me and he started speaking. And, and, you know, when they even mentioned it in, in his interview uh, where he said, you know, Messi straight up asking, Hey, what, what's going on? Are you going to play or not for, for Argentina? And obviously that caught him by surprise. And I think that would catch anyone by surprise. The fact that, Oh, Messi knows who I am. So uh, it, it would be exciting. Absolutely. Amazing foresight by Messi as well. I think Buendia was, what, 19? Was he even playing for Getafe in a side that lost 6-0? So that's that's some faith to be shown. The, yeah, this was roughly five, six years ago now. And and already Messi, uh, Messi has an eye for talent. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Roy, thank you very much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Fingers crossed uh, Buendia does really well. Gets some minutes for Argentina, scores a couple of goals. And Maladin stays at Norwich next season and helps them stay in the Premier League, right? That's, that's the aim. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all very much for watching. Make sure you stay safe and we'll see you all again very, very soon.